The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. Whatever makes this team, you know, um, whatever can, allows this team to continue to grow and get better and, and do the things necessary to, to, to win and compete at the highest level. Now, back to I Am Athlete Tonight on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Who's that, dudes? You know that's James Harden. Welcome back to I Am Athlete Tonight. I'm your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my mm. squad, Antoine Walker and Brandon Marshall. And that was James Harden saying he would be back after they lost in the playoffs to the Miami Heat, saying he would come back do, and do whatever it takes to make to make it make sure the 76 from the bid. You're, you're such doing? a hater, bro. You're such a hater. That was James Harden again saying that he would do whatever it takes. And literally, he did whatever it takes, right? He took a lesser deal this year. Adrian Wojnarowski, again, breaking news. James Harden had degrees to a two-year, $68.6 million deal. Now, he turned down his $47.4 million player option, which I don't know a lot of people would have done. Russell Westbrook sure, sure as hell didn't do it. But him doing that allowed them to sign guys like P.J. Tucker and the biannual Smart. to sign Daniel House. So, Brandon Marshall, I know you you know had some thoughts Sorry. on this when we broke the breaking news. What does this say about James Harden, and what does it allow the 76ers to do going forward? Yeah, I don't look at it as a big sacrifice, right? Like, basically, he's locked in at two in two years. You're looking at just earnings, right? Complete earnings. Mm-hmm. This What is it, $68 million? How much? Yeah, $68 yeah, million. And I believe you can right? go back to the table after this year. Right. So, so, so here's the play right here. If the way we've been talking about James Harden over the last six months – who would have went out there and really paid him? Who would have took that chance? I am one to still believe he got a lot. Le- uh, he got he got a, a lot of juice left in the tank for me. A lot. I still think he got magic. Okay, but the reality is, I'm I'm like uh I'm a I'm a gambler. Okay, in the NBA, you are talking about billions of dollars and paying these guys all that money. These those guys ain't gonna make those type of bets. So James Harden taking this type of deal, he actually puts himself in a better situation because. To your point, dudes, if he goes out there and ball this year, now he can get that big deal from the the, the Rockets or someone else. There may be two or three teams out there say, you know what? He turned it around. So I think this puts him in a in a, in, a, in a great situation. And there's a lot of times when you see players make these type of business moves, it says a lot about their perspective and their mindset. Looking at this deal, okay, taking less, that told me, Tuan, 
that he wants to go win a championship, right? Because not a lot of guys, you know, you heard in the open, Omar Kelly said, guys want the bag and they don't want the championship. Well, to me, the type of deal he took was, you know what, let me take a little less, let me work on a little bit so we can go get P.J. Tucker, we go get a couple other guys, right? And also, it tells me to Tuan that this dude is in the gym right now. All this fat, hard, and this and that. He washed all that. <laughs> but I'm telling I'm telling y'all right now, he'll finish in the top three in the MVP race next year. Man, That's what I'm saying. Let me, tell, let me tell you something. Get him, this is what This is what happened. <clears throat> James Harden has an agent, and his agent went out, just like Kyrie Irving's agent, thought he could possibly opt out. He put it publicly. James Harden didn't put it publicly. And they probably called around and seen if he had, what, what his market value was. Wasn't a lot of value for James Harden out there. And it's really his style of play. You know, it's not a lot of teams right now are going to allow a guy 32 years old, 13 years in the league, and let him, you know, pound the ball for 70, 80% of the time and play that way. With Philly, he still has that role where he's a point guard. He has a ball in his hand. He still has a, a major priority and role in the team. So, of course, he's going to take a pay cut. And look at that. No guy's leaving $47 million on the table unless there's not a lot of other options out there. Now, mm-hmm. I thought Philly gave him a decent deal. I would have took a better deal when you really think about it. 47 of that 68 was coming to him anyway, anyway. if he just opts, if he opts in. So he got an extra $21 million. Now, what's nice about the deal, which I, I wouldn't have took, I would have took the years at this point in my career, I would have looked for something a little longer. I would have looked for something more in the three- to four-year range because to come back up next year as a free agent, what if it don't work out? The Eastern Conference is tough, guys. Mm. It ain't no guarantee that they're going to get to the finals or get to the Easter Conference finals. This ain't the same Easter Conference we used to seeing. This It's a lot of good teams over there. And Philly's probably the fourth or best team on paper. Mm. You know what I mean? If if Brooklyn comes back the same and Brooklyn comes back loaded with the same group, I mean, they're, they're probably the fourth or fifth best team in the Easter Conference. Mm. So uh, I push back on now, that. No, but also – but can't well, push well, back can, on that. that <laughs> but, but, but also, too, though, let's be honest. I mean, and, and you had the kind of guy's pocket, but James Harden, and I had to do a little research while he was on commercial, he's made 268 so far. Mm. And that's not counting <laughs> – that's not counting – that's not counting – that's not counting the 68 he got coming. So he's is already – Is that counting it? Is that counting the Adidas deal, too? That's what I was about to ask. No, that's not that's not counting the deal. So that's just NBA basketball that's money. Ball money. 268. Good. When this deal well, is over here. <laughs> so for him to take a pay cut finally at this point in his career to chase a championship, I got a lot of respect for him. Cause mm. one thing about you, when you got a resume, you turn that resume in, something that's empty, that's missing off of it, is a championship. So mm. I mean, I, I give him a lot of praise for that. That's willing to take that chance and they added a few pieces to their team. We'll see if it's enough to get over the hump. But um, I'm just more on the car side. I just think when you, when, as a player, when you got the leverage and you you got thing, I'm going to go back to it. You got to get all the money while you can. You know what I mean? So I understand him doing that for the team so they can get in a better spot. I would have looked for more years. I don't think at 34, him opting out his contract at 34, he's going to get that much more money in the free agent market. Unless Watch. he's playing an MVP – Okay, I just told you. <laughs> say it. Finish it. Sorry Randy, to let y'all say it. Unless he's what? Unless he's what? Hold on. Let him finish <laughs> it. Unless he's playing like LeBron James is playing. That's not that's what you was about. Way. No, that's not what you was about to say. You was about to no, say unless he, <laughs> you was about to say unless he's playing at MVP level. That's what you was about to say. 
You know it. I was. MVP. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad thing. All right, it's what's, what's MVP? Right, Torrent, what's MVP level? Because I, I want to bring this back a year from now <laughs> when this boy plays at an MVP oh, level. Um, Where he's considered first team, second team, all NBA. I mean, I know MVP is hard to get. What he's considered in that conversation where he's making first team, second team, all NBA. Okay. There's no problem. He made the all-star team last year, so it's, it's got to be beyond all-star. Yeah, we right, got to right. take it beyond the All-Star team. He made the All-Star team last year. I yes. mean, he averaged 22-10 last year. I'm not taking away from his numbers. Yeah, he, put, he, had, he had numbers to go into the – he had numbers to actually go into the free agent market, and you would think he'll get a, close to a max deal. Mm. But the bar is set different for him, and he was supposed to be the X factor. And obviously his, his lack of aggressiveness throughout mm. that Miami Heat series hurt him. So yeah. it made him look like his skills had kind of diminished a little bit. Or, or Miami defense was that good? Is it is it Are something about that? Philly? Is something going on in Philly? Did he have like the um, what is that thing the pitchers the baseball guys have where you get the the yips? Is it the yips? Dude, <laughs> they get the yips. The yips. Because like Ben Simmons didn't want to shoot. Ben Simmons didn't want to shoot. That's my boy. Ben Simmons didn't oh. want to shoot. James Harden went there didn't want to shoot. It might Could it be, potentially it might be, a be something. Thing. Think about it, Twan. How you could be James Harden? You go ahead. Because we brought that series. I was like, bruh, like, what are we doing? The man took two well, shots but, in the second you know half of a too? closeout game. And then you know what hurt him, too? And B, if I'm not mistaken, and B missed one or two of those games. Yeah. And he still, he still was not aggressive. I think he was aggressive in one half and not aggressive in the second half. So I think conspiracy, that just took his value. Conspiracy. It, just, it just took his value down, and he didn't have a lot in the open market. So obviously, Philly still wanted him. They wanted to still make this work. Um, and B, like I said, I mean, and B couldn't even defend him. Was like, hey, he got to be able to, you know what I mean? Like, y'all got to remember, and B was like, hey, man, he got the He's ball, 32. he got the green light. Yeah, he got, you know, he been doing it longer than me. He should, you know, feel like that. So I just something that, you know, James Harden has to do. Know what he said. I, he said, I, we was expecting more. We was expecting more. Yeah. I'm but, a little surprised. You know, I mean, <laughs> but B. Marshall, I, I do agree with you on this. I've been seeing little clips and little mm. things going on, and mm. Harden is working. in the gym. He He's working. working. Yeah, I mm. mean, I, I follow a lot of sources. I've been watching a lot of uh, people's timelines, these workout gyms, and people, That's you know what right. I mean? He's been in the gym. He's getting mm. it in, so I, I do believe you- he's coming back for ventures. Cause you talked about it as well, Twan. Here and there, I hear you talking about this. Is like when you about your story, and it was like, I think I don't know how old you were, but it was pretty much the end of your career and you could still yeah. hoop, you can still ball and you just didn't get that opportunity you wasn't in the right situation so but you were still working you remember how that how it felt where you was like yo i still oh, got yeah. something left let me keep training let me do this that's all i'm I going went to down the down site. go ahead, I, go ahead. To, I did I, I did what kg was telling um anthony davis to do i went and got little got disappeared i went to louisville kentucky rick patino was the head coach at the university of louisville and I went to coach and said, Coach, I need to get back. And I never forget it, guys. He he brought two 30-pound weights into his office. He said, pick them up. I was like, oh. he said, we got to get this off you if you want to play in the league again. Wow. He was like, yo, we got to get to it. I got 35 pounds. I got myself in the best shape I can get at that point to try to get back in. And just my number didn't get called. Went to Charlotte, worked mm. out, stayed in their training camp, and it just didn't happen. But that's the type of dedication that, 
I want to see a Harden do. And that's why I'm not talking about that he has to lose weight and all that. I'm talking about getting great shape, get your skills, get your game back going. As you get older, look at LeBron, what LeBron James is doing right now. Why you think you think LeBron James is playing the Drew League because he wants to go show out and, and stop the Drew League? No. He's keeping his skills sharp. He's playing against younger guys. He's mm. keeping his hunger. That he's keeping beautiful. his hunger up. He's keeping LeBron his hunger James. up. <laughs> yes, he's, he's keeping his hunger up. He's staying motivated. You know what I'm saying? He wants to get back there. That's what the, the best do. I saw Michael Jordan at 39. I worked out with him for two years at 39 to 41. Every day dedicated, wanting to play against the young guys, breaking the run down, wanting referees, wanting young guys to defend them and guard them so he can keep that edge, keep that fight. That's what you got to do. You just got to get back in the lab. Everybody, that's why I get mad when you guys talk about Russell Westbrook and he don't fit L.A. No, just get back in the lab. He had a bad year. You have bad years. He mm. didn't have the Rus a great year. Get back in the lab and get back to work. Get back to doing what you made you great. We're not talking about regular guys. You're talking about guys that are going to be first ballot Hall of Famers. We're mm -hmm. not talking about guys that ain't – these are guys that are gonna, ain't going to be no hesitation. As soon as they retire, they in. They yeah. don't got to worry about that. So it's just about getting back in the gym, retuning your tools. If you got to lose 10 pounds, lose it. If you got to put on 10 pounds of muscle, if you got to do something to get healthy, do those things and get back to it. And I think Harden, you got to be humble sometimes. We all have been humbled in our career. Harden's yeah, humble. Right. 100%. He humble. Except and I believe dudes. you, Brandon. Chill. No, dudes Brandon, you, I think you're right. I'm I think hard. I think hard gonna have a monster year. I think. Thank you. Finally, we'll see. This is I am athlete tonight. I'm your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my squad, Antoine Walker, never and been Brandon humbled. Marshall. We were discussing James Harden, Brandon Marshall, and Antoine uh, Walker. Think that he's gonna have a great bounce back year. But let's talk about some other NBA news now. Besides the Kevin Durant story this summer, another story that's been crazy in the NBA is. Where will Utah Jazz star Donovan Mitchell end up? Now, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, he feels like the Mitchell trade may take some time. This is what he said on ESPN. Utah talked with the Knicks early last week, uh, exchanged some ideas of what a, a potential Donovan Mitchell deal with New York might look at, might look like. And I think now Utah's out talking to the rest of the league seeing what else might be available to them. I do think they'll reconnect with the Knicks at some point mm. in this offseason. New York doesn't want to just bid against itself, uh, offer up more and more without a sense there's somebody else in the marketplace yet doing that. And so I do think any potential Donovan Mitchell deal is going to take some time. Now, there has been other reports that Jazz have asked the Knicks for more than four to five first-round picks uh, the Miami Heat have also reportedly explored ways to add more first-round picks to offering a package to get Donovan Mitchell or Kevin Durant. Now, we had this question yesterday, and Tuan, you weren't here, so I want to ask you this. The Miami Heat are reportedly prioritizing getting Kevin Durant over Donovan Mitchell. If it were up to you, who would you take, KD or Spider Mitchell? Man, I ain't going to lie. I, I would take KD. Um, Everybody said that Mitchell. but me. <laughs> um, it's it's a it's a no it's a no brainer and and I think yeah for the Miami Heat the only way I part ways with a with a Bam Adebayo is is if um is for KD for that uh, Donovan Mitchell I, I don't do it and I'm and I know Donovan Donovan Mitchell is a better player to me than Tyler Hero because Tyler Hero don't defend 
and he's yeah. really one side just to score. But Donovan Mitchell is a guy that's going to get you 20, 25. He's a high volume shooter. Yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. Jimmy, Jimmy, obviously, Jimmy Butler needs another score exactly. to, go along, to go alongside of him. But he's 6'2, bro. But he can I, defend. I, I, He's not like a lockdown defender. I mean, he plays. Yeah. He played. The, he played with the the best blood center at in, behind him. So you can you can play a little Olay defense when you got Rudy Gobert behind. <laughs> he him. said Olay. You, know I mean? <laughs> you can play a little Olay. I'm done, uh, but mm-hmm. I, I'm taking KD. Um, but I like Donovan. I, I feel Mitchell. like you wouldn't I, have I to give up as much to get Mitchell right. And he's not even in his prime yet. He's only 25 years old. So I mean, I think he, the ceiling. You know, I just can, I, I don't you know, think he's in his prime. I don't think dudes. you get. A, I don't think you get off the hump. I don't think the thing is, if you're going to make a trade, if you're going to give up major assets for a KD or Donovan Mitchell, I got to be able to get over the hump. You're talking about the Miami Heat was in the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, yeah. do you get out the East with Donovan Mitchell? I don't know if you get out the East with him. Now, you Ooh. add KD, and I don't care who you put around him, KD and Jimmy Butler, you possibly can get out the East now. You, you're talking totally different. Now it's a totally different than that dynamic. So I don't know if I'm gonna give up. If I what Miami would have to give up, I don't know what I, I would do it. Yeah. Now you did mention a little bit in the story about the Knicks and what they would do. The Knicks should be giving up everything in the world <laughs> <laughs> to get Donovan Mitchell. Five straight first I mean, round picks. Uh, I mean, think, I mean, let's think about it though. Seriously, the Knicks have tried for years. Outside of Camelo Anthony, they've yeah. tried for years to attract superstars to New York. It hasn't happened. KD or Kyrie, neither one of those guys went to the Big Apple when they had money and they can get it done. Both of those guys turned it down. When you got an opportunity to get that, go ahead and get that, man. Go ahead and yeah. get your opportunity. And, and if you can, if, if you can partner with R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson, I mean, you're working towards something now to be a little bit more competitive now. So I don't know what the Knicks thinking about, but if I'm the Miami Heat, no, nah, I'm, I'm saving all my my assets and stuff is for KD, KD only. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with Spider Mitchell and Kevin Durant. It seems like nothing's going to happen soon. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway. And on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Welcome back to I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Nisha Doosable, with my squad, Antoine Walker and Brandon squad Marshall. Up. Before the break, we were talking about Mookie Betts and him advocating for more Black people to come to baseball games. Now, prior to playing in the All-Star game last night, 
Los Angeles uh, Dodgers outfielder Mookie Betts wore a T-shirt during batting practice that said, we need more black people at the stadium. Now, baseball has been dealing with a decline of the sport amongst African-Americans now. According to David Walstead of the New York Times, uh, baseball is at 7% of uh, African-Americans in the baseball compared to in 1981, 18%. So it's been a, a you know a rapid decline of African-Americans playing baseball. Now this year in the MLB draft, for the first time in history, four of the top five picks were black athletes. Um, and here is Buki, uh, Mookie's manager, David Roberts, on SiriusXM Black Diamonds podcast saying how pleased he was with the number of black players being drafted in the first round this year. It was obviously very exciting to see uh, black players taken in the first round and early. Um, You know, the last, call it 20 years, it's been very difficult to play the game of baseball. Um, Basketball, uh, football has sort of got market share of black ball players athletes and um, travel ball has become a big thing so it's just hard to find the means to to play the baseball because you got to travel and you got to pay for the coaches and it's it costs a lot of money yes it does and so just economically it's hard to get people of color to play the game to even keep up with um, players now that just play one sport so you can take an athlete but they just don't have the opportunity to kind of hone their skills. So to see uh, eight of 20 or whatever the number, uh, it, it was, it's really exciting. Yeah. And, and one of the, the, you know, four of the first five picks was a guy that me and Brandon know personally, one of our coaches at UCF at the time, Eric Green, who was a tight end coach is his son, Eliza Green, Eric, who was selected yeah. fifth overall by the Washington Nationals. So shout out to coach Green and his family and uh, Eliza Green, for being the pick number five overall to the Washington national, but Dave Roberts had so much, you know, to say right there and so much to unpack right there, Brandon Marshall, because I actually was watching uh, a show earlier today, uh, undisputed and Shannon Sharp, they were actually talking about this conversation exactly. And talking about how, you know, it seems like at a certain age, you know, black players end up picking basketball and football over baseball quick background story on me. I actually played soccer and baseball before I played basketball and football growing up. I played all the way through middle school and it came to a point and, and B Marsh, you can speak to this because you grew up your, your later half of your life in Florida. Um, football is king in Florida, right? So like all my friends and everybody were playing, you know, football. So I started gravitating to playing football and kind of focusing only on that. And I played that and basketball in, in high school and, and stopped playing football and soccer. And to Dave, you know, Robert's point, right? Um, Shannon Sharp made a good point. He said he called Prime, Deion Sanders, and asked him, like, yo, why do you think it is that so many kids, you know, gravitate to playing, ba- or black kids gravitate to playing basketball and football instead of, you know, playing baseball? And it was to what Dave Roberts said. He said it's so expensive now to play baseball as far as with travel team, paying the coaches and all the things you have to do um, to keep up with that money to play baseball, that it's just cheaper to play basketball and football. And also, a lot of these young black kids are looking up to guys like LeBron James. They're looking up to guys like Kevin Durant. You know, they're looking up to guys like Patrick Mahomes. So that's why they gravitate towards football. So uh, it was the same thing for me when I was at a certain age. When I got to middle school, like seventh, eighth grade, I made a decision to, to move to football and basketball instead of continuing to play baseball. But I think it's really good and it's really dope that, again, four or five players in the first round, uh, you know, were black 
play uh, black Americans and they're playing baseball. Guys like Jazz Chisholm, guys like Mookie Betts are making baseball more diverse, right? Guys are seeing that it's kind of cool to play baseball. You can still be yourself and play baseball. So, uh, Brandon, how do you think we get more blacks in, into playing baseball? Yeah, first dudes, I think it is cool, you know, seeing, you know, uh, more African-Americans uh, being drafted, you know, high in the first round. That's pretty cool. Um, I want to push back on, did you say Dave Robbins? Uh, you talking about the, the coach? Roberts, Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts. There we go. Dave Roberts. Yeah, yeah. so Dave Roberts. I, I don't think the bigger problem, and even Deion Sanders love Prime, you know, friend of the show, um, that it's it's too expensive. I think the bigger problem is that it doesn't exist in our neighborhoods anymore. That mm. is the bigger problem, right? Like mm. where I come from, we you had to go all the way to the other side of town if you wanted to play baseball. Like baseball, I ain't know we had true. one kid, yeah. Davon Allensworth, that played baseball. And we thought he was a weirdo. We was like, bro, <laughs> you know, football, you know, growing up in Pittsburgh. Like, we played football yeah. over here. You know, Twan, we didn't even have basketball, organized basketball, to be honest. So I think in a lot of these neighborhoods, baseball just – a lot of these kids don't even know what baseball is. And so that's the bigger challenge. And I think that uh, there's a lot of people out there working extremely hard to try to bring baseball back into our neighborhoods because it's a great option. It's a great sport. You know, uh, and it's a great option for 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 our community. Um, you know, obviously we're we're super talented and, and gifted. Why not take a shot at it? Why not grow up and play all sports? And then when you get to high school, decide you know which one you love the most, which one you have the most skill at, and go after it. Um, CC Zabathia is doing a, a lot of work, you know, in in this space, and so many others. Another thing, Tuan, uh, baseball is just not cool. You know, mm. Bryce Harper, I think, in 2016 came out. A lot of people gave him shit for it. He came out in 2016, and he was like, man, it's not fun. I want to make it cool again, right? Mm. Why? why they, they, the MLB, they, come on, here we go. Come on, let's do a little bit more, man. Change a little bit. Change the game a little bit more. Make it funner, faster, excuse me, you know, and then try to embrace more culture. And if they do that, you you may see a change in, in, in some of our, our youth saying, you know what, let me give this a shot. Yeah. Tuan, did you, well, did you, did you grow uh, up playing baseball, Tuan, at all? Yeah. No? Yeah, both of y'all stories resonate with mine a little bit. Yeah, I grew up playing baseball since the age of six. I played baseball all the way to my freshman year of high school. Mm. Um, so it was my first love. Um, so my uncle played professional baseball for 20 years. Uh, Chico Walker, he played for um, 11 in the minors, and then um, eight, uh, I think it was seven in, in the major. So um, from 91 to 93, he played for the Chicago Cubs. So I was very fortunate to be able to go to games. Mm. And every black kid is not fortunate to be enough to go to Cubs games. And you guys know Cubs are uh, is a hot ticket in this town, in Chicago. Mm. Everybody loves being up, up north in Wrigleyville and that whole experience. So to go to a Cubs game was a big treat. So I, I attended, I mean, hundreds of games um, in, his, in his span of being with the Cubs, and that was my first love. I also, I don't know if you guys remember this story, I was a part of Jackie Robinson. And um, I oh, think wow. you guys remember this, they took Jackie Robinson away, took our championship, our World Series championship away because of the date of birth and the ages, the kids supposed to be 12 and 13, you know, 
but we still celebrated it here in Chicago. And I got to be a part of that because I was a part of the Jackie Robinson family. And mm. I say that I bring up that point to say is what you talk about the expense part. It does play a part, Brandon, because we don't have enough black major league baseball players. I know not from Chicago that are funding money to be able for kids to for the Jackie Robinson to be able to even participate in the World Series. Because mm. you know you gotta travel, you got to travel a lot. It's a lot mm. of hotels. And you don't a lot of these, especially in the inner city, those teams can't even participate because they don't got the money. They can't if they get out of city, they can't even go to the regionals. They can't yeah. afford to. And wow. I think that's the problem. And you don't have that. I know the White Sox Academy, White Sox um, have an academy here, and most of the African American kids kind of go through their academy um, and try to make it that way. But we don't have the funding here. And I was a part of Jackie Rob, Jackie Robinson West, and I and I, and I know how tough it was for them to continue to try to get funding. But everybody jumped on that bandwagon when the kids start, when they got successful and they started, they made it downstate. Then now they're in nationals. Now they're playing on Channel 7, on ABC now. So that's what yep. people got behind it. We got to continue to put money into this and make it a priority because it's a lot of kids that like baseball. That was my first love. Yeah, it you was touch the, too. <laughs> you touch the baseball, you touch the football, and you touch the basketball if you're mm -hmm. from the inner city in most cities. And that's what happened. But you know, it's crazy. You guys talk about Florida. What made what ran me from baseball was playing baseball in March in Chicago. It was forty <laughs> degrees outside. I, 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 but you, we started. You, you start in March. Yeah. I mean, you start the end of February, March. It's freezing outside in the Midwest. Yeah. So you know, a lot of kids don't want to be out there in the cold either. Yeah, that play that that play a part too of, of a little bit too though, but uh, I'm I'm proud that Mookie Betts wants to get this going, man. It's, it, this is something great. Yeah, this is I am athlete tonight. I am your host, Alicia Doosable, with my squad, Brandon Marshall and Antoine Walker, and we were discussing Mookie Betts, saying that we need more black people at baseball games. So, Brandon, you you brought up a couple of good points, right? You talked about Bryce Hopper saying that you know baseball isn't fun anymore, and we. We actually talked about Jazz Chisholm on this show at length, and we're going to try to get him on the podcast and on this show, too, because he's one of these guys that is a young black player, I believe, from the Bahamians that's unapologetically himself, right? And a lot of people, he ruffled a lot of feathers because he didn't fit the standard of what old baseball was. But to your point, Brandon, right, this is where baseball really needs to lean into. Right. We just right. we just saw right four of the uh, the first four out of the first five, you know, players selected in this year's MLB draft were black players, right? So now black players can see that, you know, we can make it in baseball, right? And and like seeing Jazz Chisholm, we can be ourselves while we play baseball. We can have fun, like we can change and have color hair, we can have the braids, we can play out there with our, our chains on, wear Jordan's, you know, Jordan cleats and, and have swag while we play baseball. Mookie Betts is one of the most swagged out baseball players out there, right? So I think, you know, to his point, how do we get more black people at baseball games so kids can see the pictures of themselves and right. other players? It, it starts with entertainment. Um, it's entertainment and it's outreach. Outreach, you, you heard, Twan talk about the White Sox, um, um, their their organization. There's many, or the Dodgers do it. There's probably every team has that, right? They have to be proactive. They have to get into these communities, okay? That's number one. Number two, entertainment, okay? When you think about football, you think about basketball, 
And, you know, we're they're embracing culture now. Like, it took the NFL a very long time to embrace the flavor and the swagger. You know, it's like we call it the none, no, not, not, what, no fun league. You know, the <laughs> yeah. dancing, the celebrations, all of that. But now they're getting into it. Follow them on TikTok. Follow them on Instagram. And you're seeing them playing the music. You're seeing them embracing the, 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 the celebrations and getting into it. And, and the M- NBA – been doing that before us right going way back in the day now the mlb got to do the same man when you and and twan you brought up a good a good point earlier you're talking about i don't know when that started and when that happened where they started covering the world series um was it the little league world little little league world series like i used to watch that as when i was younger but i never i wasn't exposed to baseball early so it was too late but it was that was fun for me to watch that and 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 follow those storylines so now just like continue to use that but now how do you how do you touch that up a little bit how do you add a little flavor how do you show us how do you, you talk about twan you talk about okay well the Jackie Robinson, we, they, they can't travel, or some of these teams, you know, may may not be able to make it to regional because they can't afford it. Why why, why aren't these organizations coming in and say, you know what, this team is deserving to come here. We need this team here. And it's not just for our tournament, but it's for baseball. So I think there's some creative ways they can go about, you know, getting more of our of our communities uh, involved in baseball. But there are people out there doing it, guys. There are guys, people out there doing it, but, like, when you're a kid and you're looking at the NFL, the NBA, and then baseball, like, what you going to pick? You got to spice <laughs> yeah. it up, baseball. But that's why I think guys like Jazz Chisholm and Mookie Betts are, will be, like, the forefront of getting things turned around. Again, we saw this year's draft. Four of the first five guys were, you know, black Americans, and they got drafted, you know, in the first round. So I think uh, having guys, like, we talked about this, too. When you're a younger, younger kid playing different sports, you know, you want to be like Kevin Durant. You want to be like LeBron. Now, hopefully, you know, guys want to be like Mookie Betts. They want to be like Jazz Chisholm because now they can be themselves and have fun and be swagged out and still get drafted in the first round and play, you know, in baseball. And if I knew what I knew now, Brandon, I would have kept playing baseball with that damn yeah, baseball yeah. money they get. Good yeah, you, tri- you was tripping, dudes. But, <laughs> but, but it's still, though, we got it. That you got, you know, you <laughs> tripping over your feet out there on the football field, man. But you know something to add to that, too, though. You talk about making it fun, too. Um, I don't know how much baseball you guys watch. I'm a, I'm a huge baseball guy. But the game has changed so much for mm. black players. There's it's no leadoff hitters no more. Yeah. Well, you know, most typically black guys, you know, usually are leadoff hitters with speed. Mm. We, we know it's not really guys still in 50 and 60 bases anymore like we used to see that. So that part of the game is done. The bunt is completely out the game. Yeah. Um, you see, they took the pitchers away from, you know, now the pitchers, they got DH hitters. So I just think sometimes even the black guys that are in the, in the farm system and trying to make it, if you can't hit 300 in triple A, they ain't even giving you a shot mm-hmm. to even come mm-hmm. up to the major leagues. So it's just, it's, it's guys that are there. The standards are really, really high. They, they're taking away some of the things that we were really great at. And that's being able to run down and being great d- defensive players. Great leadoff hitters, guys that can bunt, get on base, make other in- intangible plays on the field besides hitting a home run. And yeah. then the game is the game is totally Break. changed too. That part of it. Breaking news, guys. What's Antoine up? Walker should be uh, covering baseball. 
Breaking news. <laughs> Damn, boy, I didn't know you know so much about baseball. The more man, you can do, my first, Marsh. What? That's my first love, baby. That's my first wow. love, man. I watch it. I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big Cubs fan. I'm, I'm down right now, but I, I got the White Sox. I'm holding on to the White Sox right now. We got a chance to make the playoffs, but I'm, I'm a big baseball fan. Nice. They're huge, so that's I could cover watch the game a lot. But I just, I just seen the game change, and I just know. And when when he Mookie Betts does that, you understand why kids are not in it. But I do think the part is if we can get Major League Baseball, they can be advocates for Mookie Betts can start a, some some type of program to get these kids funded. It was eight years ago when we watched Jackie Robinson. Man, that was a huge story in Chicago. Man, they had mm-hmm. Grant Park sold out. Man, you had hundreds of thousands of people come support these. 13, 14 black kids, man. It was it was amazing to be a part of that and amazing to see. And I'm just gonna look it up, man, and watch that that thing. You'll it'll, it'll bring chills to you to watch them yeah. guys, how they got supported. No, I love it. Real quick, Tuan, Chicago guy, big Michael Jordan fan. Michael Jordan stopped playing basketball, went to play baseball. Everybody know the story. Did you ever can when you saw that, did you ever say, <laughs> you know what? Maybe I need to try that too. Did you ever consider it? <laughs> no. No, I felt like I was too tall. And this is the truth. I thought I was too tall. My strike zone was too big. And I couldn't hit it at that level. I just mm. couldn't hit it at that level. It, 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 it got difficult for me. Even my freshman year in high school playing, it was difficult for me to hit at that level. Because your strike mm. zone becomes bigger. I was 6'4". It, it just got, it got hard. That's why Michael struggled in, in hitting. Um, Michael can feel. He can run. He can do a lot of things great on the baseball field. But he struggled to hit. He hit two hundred. Mm. He like one one Aaron, Aaron, Ju- Aaron Judge ain't got no issue hitting. And he big as hell. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Well, check Carlos San. I mean San Diego. Both of those guys are big. Exactly. Guys. Those two guys that make it. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm just glad that we're seeing a little bit more diversity in baseball. I am athlete tonight. It's part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA Tonight Trial to start your free trial today. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.